it's about time for another eponym. Hello and welcome to this week's Urgent Bite, brought to you by the Royal New Zealand College of Urgent Care. My name is Guy Melrose and today we have another eponymous sign which we might see in urgent care. Depending on where you work, access to lab results, imaging and prolonged observation facilities might vary. And they might even vary based on the time of day or the time of the week. This combined with staffing levels and the busyness of the waiting room means that we can sometimes be faced with making a diagnostic decision based on less than complete information. An urgent care clinician therefore often relies on a combination of factors in deciding on the safest disposition of their patients and this comprises a mix of historical information, clinical findings, the patient's social situation and your clinical gestalt. Old-fashioned medicine, if you will, and something that really does differentiate the primary care clinician's work from our hospital-based colleagues. That being said, we're not always correct, something that might draw the ire of an admitting registrar, but erring in favour of a favourable clinical outcome for our patient is our priority, and that can mean the occasional suspected pancreatitis being referred late on a Saturday night that turns out to be something more benign. Which is why the eponym today appeals to me, in that it is something that we can easily see and use to make a referral without the need for bloods or other imaging. I had thought that it was perhaps a sign that might not come through urgent care, as the patient would be pretty sick and taken directly to hospital. But reading a case report recently from the International Journal of Surgical Case Reports made me reconsider this opinion. The case was written by Rabor et al. in January of 2012, and it's titled Cullen's Sign, Case Report with a Review of the Literature. So Cullen's Sign was named after a gynaecologist, Thomas Cullen, from Canada in 1918, it is periumbilical ecchymosis, and it has been reported with a number of intra-abdominal pathologies. Hemorrhagic fluid tracks from the retroperitoneum along the gastrohepatic and falciform ligaments to the umbilicus. Cullen noted it in a case of ruptured ectopic pregnancy, but it can be seen in splenic ruptures, duodenal ulcers, after liver biopsies and other intra-abdominal issues, but the case in the paper was a case of pancreatitis. What drew my attention and made my urgent care spidey senses twitch was that the patient, a man in his 50s, had had pain for three days and from the observations and examination seemed relatively stable. So reading this made me think that this man might well have presented through urgent care, and it was the Cullen sign that tipped them towards the final diagnosis of an alcohol-induced pancreatitis. And interestingly, his amylase was normal. And I should also quickly mention at this point another eponym, the Gray-Turner's sign, which is bruising along the flank that originates via a different route to Cullen's, but is associated with pancreatitis too. 
This sign was named after an English surgeon, George Grey Turner. He was born in North Shields in 1877, on the northern mouth of the River Tyne, and trained at Newcastle Medical School. His work as a surgeon during the war was notable as he was one of the first people to attempt to remove a bullet from someone's heart. And apparently he was unable to remove it, but the patient survived, which makes me wonder if this story was inspiration for the origin of Iron Man. So my take home from my readings this week is that observing periumbilical bruising in our patient without an obvious external traumatic cause needs a workup for intra-abdominal pathology. And so seeing it in a patient late on a Saturday night with the lab closed and no available imaging will give us a solid reason to speak with the on-call surgeon. I've linked to the paper in the show notes, which as always is worth a read. And if you have any comments, questions, suggestions or corrections, email podcast at rnzcuc.org.nz. And we'll be back again next week with another podcast. I look forward to seeing you all then. But for now, thanks for listening.